Welcome to This is Source, the podcast that invites you to explore the depths of your being and tap into your true potential. Join your co-hosts Mark Shabus and Agris Blaubix as they take you on a journey within, sharing insights and stories about spirituality, empowerment, healing, and transcendence. This show is all about inspiring you to discover the power within yourself to create a life of purpose, joy, and fulfillment. So sit back, relax, and let's dive deep into the essence of who you are. Happy New Year, Mark. Happy New Year. Yeah, 2024. What's your resolution? I don't have a resolution, but I do have uh, introspection. We were just kind of touching a little bit about this before we started this conversation. And it was just that last year you and I met in the mentorship program that we signed up for. There was a lot of hope. There was a lot of anticipation. There was a lot of excitement. And it was a six-month program, and it was a big commitment, right? Time-wise and energy-wise, but but it was great. I mean, there were definitely bumps in the road, but for the most part, there was definitely stuff that we could take away from it, this friendship being one of them, and just, and this podcast, right? And just, uh, I guess, the permission, giving ourselves permission to explore these types of things, right? And on sort of a a bigger platform, I guess you could say, rather than just, you know, two people having a conversation. Now we're recording these conversations and putting them out there for other people that want to listen to it and sometimes even engage. But yeah, so this year it's interesting because now here we are, you know, a year later and just been thinking a lot about has really changed in the past year. So I'll start with that for you. What do you think has really changed in the past year for you? Yeah. Yeah, last year was, uh, I think it's like one of most deepest year for me in, in terms of really to look like very with honest, like with very honestly to to like myself, you know, to just to and to really to get deep into that my systems, you know, what my systems are implemented mm-hmm. into my lives, you know, like in my life and when what system is running my software you know like (laughs) literally like it felt like and i had to really change a lot you know like starting with the mentorship where we met you know and and starting podcast it probably we had uh, i don't know lots of expectations or whatever we had you know it's just i think the one of one takeaway is really it's just don't put any expectations in anything you know if you have a passion just do it mm-hmm. and it does take some somewhere and i'm really happy you know because we had i don't know probably we had 100 episodes or not we, we we might have more but who knows but yeah last year for me was really really like this year honestly for me is like more like fresh fresh air i feel that i did my homework Lots of learnings last year. Lots, right. you know. I like the mentorship. Then, then I had also this hypnotherapy, you know, past life regression right. certificates and coaching certificate, and all of, all of this. The funny thing is, I don't use anything of that in my. 
personal life, right? Right, right. And 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 what like right right now, my passion really took me into the di- digital cryptocurrency, and not not only cryptocurrency. There is lots of technologies and everything, and mm-hmm. and uh, and you know what I recognized is that all those learnings is crucial for me right now really to 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 navigate myself in that fast-paced environment mm. which is digital currencies and and all those projects because i i can see really how how many many people are driven by greed mm. by you know fast profits or something and and just and be really aware of situations you know just be more conscious about things you know and and before used to do that as well you know cryptocurrencies more like three years ago and two years ago as well and it and i recognize myself these days these days so much more calm easy mm-hmm. without expectations because you know when when you come into something with the greed you expect high returns and you just and you get upset when something is not happening and, and and i can see so much frustration in that in in that old in those cryptocurrencies in those places where people gathering and speaking about the projects and for me it was like okay it's fun you know it's fun that that you can be just calm you don't need to you can actually bring that also that awareness into that society you know and and add that and i think we spoke a little bit and i will come back to you because we spoke a little bit as you said you know you you came back to your your really love sort of love of your life is cooking, right being chief you know like and you said oh my gosh you know i recognize that when i'm cooking i'm having the best time of my life right so it means this is I think this is literally what it is, Mark. You know, like when you, we did this deep dive in learning how we operate, how we think, how we look at the things, what the system running us. Right. And we can take that knowledge and take it to the field we are working in or or you are like amazing, Jeff, you know, making amazing dishes and bring that awareness into that and actually people can feel it outside how you are doing these things right and i think that's that's the difference and i think that the people who like because let's be honest we we were like oh now we are those spiritual whatever leaders we are going now to spread the everything like let's teach everyone how to be spiritual or but no you have to really to show right instead of tell right yeah and i think it's sort of like you're missing the point as soon as you start to accept that label or create that label you're missing the whole point and it's it's like so for example for me you know with cooking let's just say we'll just use that as an example it's about what it does for me i don't give a shit if you call me a chef or a cook even though i'm a chef right like that's like calling someone a doctor you know like mistaking someone that you know like be easy for someone's ego to be bruised if they were called a cook when they actually went to culinary school to become a chef. My point is, I don't give a shit what you call me. What I care about is that I can spend, I realize now 
the benefits of the whole cooking process and and the benefits of me personally being around food and cooking, right? It's like what it does for me. And we could dive deeper into that. But um, but as soon as like you thrive on that label of like spiritual leader, or you even accept that as a spiritual leader, you know, to me, I think you're missing the whole point because it's it's like you should use spirituality to connect to other people you know, to bring people together, to create community, you know, and as soon as being a spiritual leader means like putting yourself above everybody else or separate, separating yourself from other people, you know, or, you know, and all those things to me, it's like, it's the antithesis of what being a spiritual person would be, forget about a leader. And, uh, and I see it all the time. Like, it's just like the other day I was in, I forget some group, on Facebook and they were talking about like, I forget what the exact, what do you call it? Post was, but it's something along the lines of like, um, how do you know that you're spiritually enlightened? You know? And I was like, Oh, this, this should be interesting. So I started, I started reading all the, all the things and I was like, wow, there are so many people that are self-proclaimed spiritual, spiritually enlightened, you know? And I was like, that's an interesting thing, like to proclaim that you are, you know, because it's, I don't, we could dive deep into that, but you're nodding because you know what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's almost like saying really laid back, you know, and the thing is laid back people don't go around people telling everyone that they're laid back. You know what I mean? Like they just are laid back. So it's the same thing with being a spiritual person. If it's, I don't care what you call me. I don't care what I call myself. It's like, do I epitomize? you know, the behaviors of someone who deeply understands spirituality, right? And that's a big difference from like memorizing how to be a spiritual person or speaking the language of like people that say that they're spiritual or whatever. But even that, like that's been an interesting thing that you and I went through in the past like year, because, you know, for me personally, it was like, I had this idea of what spirituality was, what a spiritual leader was, you know, all of that. And when we really like dove into it deep, a lot of things became unraveled for me. And I realized, you know, just being in groups that we were in, like just um, some of our, what what would I say, colleagues, you know, like people that are interested in the same things that, you know, that are exploring kind of the same territory. It was just interesting to, to kind of unravel all that and realize that a lot of it is a bunch of superficial bullshit and and I'm not even trying to say that, like, from a place of judgment, but just really, like, call a spade a spade, you know? Like, a lot of it is just nonsense. And and then, you know, there was the tendency, at least for me, and I want to get input on this, was to throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know? Just, I think we even got to that point at some point in our conversations of, like, I'm just done. I'm done. Like, I'm so sick and tired of, like, calling this spiritual and that spiritual and this, you know, like... All of it's just nonsense, you know, and like, well, you're a spiritual leader if you have a million followers on Instagram or or you can like host a retreat with 500 people or you can close down a beach to do a group meditation with 1500 people. Like these are all the things that make you a spiritual leader. But are you a spiritual leader in your own home, like around your around your children, like in your community? You know, how are you behaving on a daily basis? So it was interesting to sort of go through that whole process and. And you know what, at the end of the day, what I'm left with is, okay, I just have a deeper understanding of what that all means. I have no interest in being away from it. I I still am very passionate about spirituality. I just, I had to dive deeper into it to understand sort of the intricacies and the nuances. 
and for lack of better words, the bullshit, you know, goes into that. At the end of the day, I'm like, wow, I was, I could actually be more spiritual as a really good cook than I could as someone who's read the Bible, the Course in Miracles, the Bhagavad Gita, work, you know, meditated in, in a cave for six weeks, went to Mount Shasta. Like, you know, I could have all of these spiritual experiences that would make me, oh my God, did you hear he's done this? He's done that. He's read this. He's, I could be more spiritual as a cook that just, like practices mindfulness when he works with food and uses food as a medium to express creativity and use your intuition, right? Because cooking is also like can tie to intuition and then building a community. Like you and I like had this shared passion for building a community and we saw how quickly it could go sideways when you're just literally trying to build a community for the sake of building a community without really focusing on exactly what you hope to create in that community. And I was like, you could just do that with potluck dinners in your neighborhood. You could literally create a community of like-minded people that will have a shared passion for food and cooking and culture and things like that. So I'm curious, like, what's your take on that? I totally agree. You know, it's just, um, it's, um, and that's, that's what I think is, I don't want to call it spiritual. It's just to be aware, right? To be conscious about the space you are doing things right whatever you are doing right like and if you're doing those things intention and love creativity and just with the passion you have for that those things right it's just it makes tremendous results right right and and evolution and expansion so i think that's that's all it matters right you don't need to become yeah like a guru who sits on at the beach right and and just take all those people take from them i don't know five thousand bucks you know just to sit with them and show sort of there's nothing but there's need for everyone right in this in this world so it's it's nothing bad but people don't need to think that oh now i'm going to take that mentorship or something and i will become it mm-hmm. it's not meant to become it it meant to find the authority within right and i think that's all that matters at least for me that was the last year for sure you know and mm-hmm. and i can see remember this one beautiful situation because uh, i had the opportunity last week to do my son actually my my son he's 12 he proposed to me to to wake up 6 6 a.m and uh, do exercises and i i told okay let's do exercises at 6 a.m okay good and and then let's do med- meditation after exercises so we did like half an hour exercises you know stretchings and so on and and then half an hour meditation together you know and, and there was guided meditation and when we came out and he's like like actually there was many many things he he was just like one but one one first time he said i don't know that you know i closed my eyes i I relaxed and actually it was everything became light it was Mm. such a beautiful light and i felt so good i was like man this is this is the best you know like what you could said to me you know like like i'm so happy you know for you just he asked why why it became light because you close the eyes it should should be dark Mm. and i said that's 
beautiful, you know, because we are light. We are light within, you know. It's just beautiful because you're relaxed and just experience that sort of healing energy, right? But then, then another time, he after guided meditation, he asked me, Dad, what is it? What do they really mean with surrender to unknown? Mm-hmm. He's like, that's kind of scary thing, right? He said, it's kind of scary to surrender to unknown because like, it's good that we know what's coming. But I said, look, there is situation, for example, for you in the basketball game. If you surrender to unknown, so you actually all the time in the moment, not thinking that you will lose ball there or like something happens there or whatever. You just surrender to unknown and enjoy the moment and do whatever comes in that moment, take decisions from that moment. And he's like, oh, that makes sense. That's a good thing, you know? So this is, for me, was like, okay, this is how sort of spirituality starts to play a role in our life. Really just we see those, I don't know, uh, benefits, I would say. Right. And it can come into normal life, right? Benefits into whatever we want to achieve or want to do or we have passion for. Right. You know, or or there is example, you know, in, and I can see really, really, really a lot in crypto world, you know, that because there are forums, chats, chat groups, people come in, ask questions, you know, like uh, which crypto should I buy or whatever, you know, they are just asking others. Right. And, I, and I, I ask them, why do you ask other people for advice? It's like, oh, because they know better. And, and when something wrong happens, they come back and they blame that person. Right. So what they really need is the rules of the game. And then make. I think that's really what they should be asking, not which which ones to pick. But how does this game work so that exactly. I can make one decision? Yeah. <laughs> you know the rules. Yeah. I'm usually saying them, listen. Like you are the somebody, you are authority for yourself. You just need right. to learn how to do it instead of asking what I should buy or sell. Right. Because like you want to learn the system instead right. of just all the time asking others for advice. Because this is literally what happens these days in the world. People, they don't want to take any responsibilities, right? They always are looking for someone outside okay. of them. Yeah. To, first of all, ask advice. And if something not happens as they expected, to somebody to blame. Right. So, and this is again, you know, if you are, if you want to be chef, wonderful, right? (laughs) If you want to be a best person who cooks the most delicious food, Mm. like you, you cannot become that person if you all the time ask advice to somebody else. Mm -hmm. You will always will be behind. You just learn yourself. You just start to imagine, start to use your creativity and your passion to move forward rather than just keep asking somebody else. How right. To- and I think that you, you know, on that, that note that you like, if you really love it, you're just going to spend a lot of time there. You know, like I remember one time my daughter asked me, like, when did you realize you were a good cook? And I was like, it was, it sounds so stupid, but it was in college when I was trying to, I was, you know, didn't have a lot of money at this time and I really wanted rigatoni alla vodka. So I was like, like good rigatoni alla vodka that you get at like a really good Italian restaurant or something. 
And so I just kept practicing and it was shit. Like every single time I made it was like, no, terrible, tasted weird. Every single time went, you know, like check different recipes, went different cookbooks. Like it was a lot harder to find recipes then than it is now. Like you're just overwhelmed by how much is out there. But I remember anyway, so just trying it and it just failing, failing and failing. And then one day I was like, I tasted it. I was like, that's it. That's what, that's what I want it to taste like. And I finally did it. But I think about that all the time. I didn't follow someone's perfect recipe. It was just trying it over and over and over again until it finally hit what I expected it to be. It wasn't. And then it was the same thing with culinary school too. You know, like the whole idea of culinary school from day one till graduation is mastering 600 recipes and, you know, over the, over the course of the entire program. And then you're tested at the end and you don't know which six recipes you're going to have to cook and you have a whole panel of people judging that, you know? Anyway, the point is, it's not just about knowing the recipe, knowing what goes in it. Of course, that's part of it, but it's having done it enough that like you could do it without thinking, you know? And I remember when I was going through cooking school, uh, you know, I had a tendency to always want to look at my book, you know, like I felt most comfortable having the book open, looking, you know, at the recipe, the ingredients or whatever, and kind of like, you know, getting all my stuff and looking back at the book. And one day the chef came over and he was really hard on me and he, which now I appreciate, but we can talk about that later, but he slammed my book closed and threw it across the room. And he was like, stop looking at your book. You're never going to become a good chef. If you you're so obsessed with the recipe, you know, like you have to understand each ingredient, you have to understand each procedure, and then you should just glance at it, you know? And I was like, what an asshole. Like, I don't know this recipe, you know, like I really need to look at it, but he was really making a point. You know, he was, his point was that stop relying on that. You need to like build that confidence within. And now, you know, obviously what that was two thousand and. Two, so now we're talking about 21 years later and that's exactly what it is like i could i could eat a meal in a restaurant and like process it and go okay this is i could i could cook this you know and i might sometimes want to look at how other people do it just to see different variations or something but yeah it's just having done it over and over and familiarizing you with every aspect you saying somebody coming on to like a crypto forum and saying which one should i pick it's like someone coming on, you know, into my world with food and saying, like, which recipe should I cook? Or I have asparagus. What should I do with it? It's like, what do you, what do you mean? What should you do with like, do you want, you want it to be cold? Do you want it to be caught? Do you want it to be a main dish? Do you want it to be a side dish? Like how many times are you willing to cook this before it actually tastes good? Do you have to cook it for people? Is it for 30 people? Are you going to grow it? Like, do you, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so there's, yeah, I, I agree with, uh, but it's a process, I think, right? It's a process. It takes time. And you love this world, right? And you have a lot of passions, but this is something that you're passionate about. No one's telling you, you have to pay attention to this. You have to do this. It's just something that you're passionate about. And you're sticking around in this arena because it's something that's bringing you joy. Like I, we over complicate everything in life, right? But if we think about things as simple as like a sandbox, like earth, the planet earth, it's just a sandbox, you know, and you get in as a kid and you just play, you rake the sand, you like play with the sand, you run your fingers through it, you build a castle, you knock it down, you rake it, whatever, you invite other kids into play with you. And that's what earth is all about. And you just get into the sandbox of what you're interested in. And there's like, 
you lose track of time, right? And it's like, imagine if a kid coming in and be like, what am I supposed to do with this? What do you want me to build? It's like, no, you're missing the whole point. You don't have to do anything. Like just find the sandbox you're interested in and just play with it for the sake of playing with it. And then invite other people in that have a shared interest and you could teach them different techniques and stuff. But all in all, it's just like, it's all for the creation and and for the fun of it. Yeah. I mean, like you, like if you are innovator, you can really innovate things in your sandbox if you want but also there are so many tools which are already made which you can actually use just to play around right so it's just it's it's there is a place for everyone to play right right? to to have fun and i mean literally on this planet earth right just to just to have fun whatever really you're passionate about you know and i think and i think that that something went wrong at certain points in our lives is when the judgment came in, you know, judgment came in from parents, then judgment came in from the schoolmates, judgment came in from the teachers. Right. And and that's where we started to to lose our identity in a sense, right? right? Or to be not losing identity, but be like really confused about our identity and and start to, to, to start to do things which is sort of popular to do or where everyone does you know we, we we just start to like okay you know if the for example spirituality now is the the popular let me do yoga or meditate as well you know like right. i like <laughs> you do and like i don't like it like right. yeah, because probably you are not meant to be yogananda you know or whatever you know you, right. you it's just something you again like you can do cooking and that's your meditation for example right. you know? well, yeah, it's like you know you bring up a good point because i think of that is a trap you know people are like oh i love this idea of spirituality and what it could do for my life right because it's an important piece in personal growth and transformation right it's, it's like goes hand in hand with that but 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 piecemealing the the the, the aspects that are tied into spirituality like oh I can do Reiki and I can do yoga and I can go to meditation and somehow that makes me a spiritual being, you know, it's like the same thing for me as saying you could go to a store and buy broccoli and cheese and pasta and it makes you a chef. No, it doesn't, you know, like that's, that's the difference there. And, uh, and also the whole idea of spirituality, I was thinking about the share, the story that you shared before we started to record today was about your son and being on the basketball team. and. And, you know, just him talking about um, the team itself and like, I won't get into the whole story, but basically shared with me, I feel like is an important thing was like, you said, you know, basketball, totally twisting your words here. So you can completely, you know, change what I say, but, but basketball is an opportunity for you to develop your skills as a leader. Right. And, and I'm like, to me, I'm like, that's spirituality that that's like, you could you could just play basketball, right? And it could satisfy your ego, right? He can just practice and he'll keep getting better and better and everyone will tell him he's great and he can feel good about himself. But it also could be an opportunity for personal growth and transformation and and spirituality, depending on how you look at it. And so that just playing basketball could be a spiritual experience. And And that what you said about like an opportunity to cultivate leadership is a part of that. Yeah. Not only because everywhere where they, there is involved group of people, 
it's you have to know how to work teamwork it's not right. individual sport and and anyone who does individual sport is also you know learning stuff you know really how to motivate just yourself right to really to achieve whatever you want to achieve you know because it's probably sometimes it's even more difficult to motivate yourself than there is team of people motivating you as well to to achieve as a team so it's a you're two- exactly right did you watch that netflix documentary called dyad that about the swimmer about the swimmer watched about the swimmers where they had to to escape from the those no, it was like a woman situations. who swam from cuba to oh yeah 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 it was amazing you know it's, it was amazing it, but bringing just... chills you know actually yeah about but you would like what you just said that's a perfect point because it's you know she was one person she was the star of the show but she was still on a team she still had a trainer she still had a captain you know that was driving the boat she still had somebody that was jumping in the water and and giving her what she needed so even though it was all about her it wasn't it was no matter what even if it's a solo sport you're still a part of a team you have maybe spouse you have children you have a trainer you have a physician you know no matter what you are always part of some kind of a team so yeah 100 percent. and that's and that's where understanding those deeper truths about spirituality can assist you in that process of being on a team or being part of a community so yeah yeah i totally agree and and i think that the probably the problem starting that people want really to separate things right like oh if spirituality it's just spirituality if if meditation then i have to go on 10 day silent retreat you know and right and it's like no you don't right 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 like no probably you need but probably right. you don't you don't because you come back and it's and funny you still can't get along with your family funny <laughs> it was like Funny, yesterday I was watching and I, I, I was really surprised that I never watched that movie about what's the, about, you know, the pray, eat, love. Yeah, pray, eat, pray, love, yeah. Yeah, and I, yesterday I was watching this with, with the, my family and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you know, it's so fun, you know, it's like literally like how the life is, right? Eat, pray, love, you know, right. and, and and there was this situation for for the main character when she went to to india which was the part of prey you know so they had had to go into meditations and everything and there was this one lady who took that that silent retreat for for a week or something and she was like just trying to explain with, without speaking things right. and help and then when she came out of that silent retreat she was like oh my gosh oh my gosh we have so much to talk about you know uh-huh. <laughs> i was like so what's the point of silent retreat when you come out and you're still really so eager to to talk about things and to express yourself so it's it's just i think it's just again people want to go into sort of um what's the word what's the right word into excessive things you know like they want to like and I think we are similar in that way as well. We we are tend to over overwhelm ourselves about whatever comes into my mind or like like I don't know like for example I want to lose weight and then like okay I will lose it in one week for example right. you know instead of just apply the system to life 
and live the healthy life instead of just like live unhealthy for one year and then in one week trying to be as healthy as possible and lose everything what you gain in one year you know so it's right. just it's it's the same you know like it's it's sort of i don't think it's really the right way of doing it even though there's no right or wrong ways in life but people tend to it's i think it comes from people like especially from working culture like americans are really really working culture you know and and in europe it's not so much and when you go even more to south of europe you see it's less and less working culture you know and and uh, in america i was surprised when i came here like what was more than six years now ago you know and they said to me at the work, like, oh, yeah, you have like one week or two weeks of vacation during the year. I was like, really? In Europe is at least one month. Like, how come you like just one week or two? Oh, yeah, we work hard here. It's like, for what? You have to rest, right? And mm-hmm. and people are really like that working culture. People mm-hmm. work hard, 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 hard. They wear them off. And then they take one or two weeks off and, and I don't know, party like crazy or go to Ibiza or whatever, you know, they just, I don't know. Yeah, they probably, play as hard as they work, right? Yeah, yeah. probably drink for two weeks and then come back. Or like, okay, it was like we, I used my vacation right. as much as I could. And they, they right. just back and again, work for that. Actually, they work whole year to have that vacation at the end. Right. Like, oh my gosh, you can have, <laughs> you can combine everything, right? Yeah. So into one. There was a lot of people when I was living north in New Jersey, there was a lot of people that owned two homes. Like they owned, you know, a home and then a vacation home or with a boat or, you know, and they never had time to go to their vacation home or they never like used their boat, you know, like it's because you're just working so much to be able to pay for all that stuff, you know. I never really understood that. Like, why not? My creative way of thinking was there's so many ways you could live your life. Like, sit down and really think about it. Does it make sense? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you want to do that, go for it. If that's really where you want to spend your your time and your energy, then go for it. And if you have all this money sitting around, okay, then whatever. Buy another property. That's fine. Or buy a toy like a boat or whatever. That's fine. But But think like, I think that we should all at some point really just take inventory of like where all of our energy is going. Why are we doing what we're doing? And is it serving us? You know, like ultimately, is it serving us? Because a lot of times we become sort of like held hostage by the things that we buy, you know? And so I don't know. I just, I think a lot about all of that stuff, especially from someone who hasn't been down that road myself. I mean, you know. It's it's like this idea of like, it's sort of like a display of I've made it, I'm good enough, like I'm one of you, I have arrived kind of a thing. And, but then you get to a point where you're like responsible for this stuff. And for most people, it's not necessarily making them happy. So, and then we trick ourselves into thinking like, you know, like we trick ourselves into thinking that if we want to walk away from that way of living, that we're selling ourselves short. You should want more. You should do more. And it's like, well, where does that really come from? You know, watch this this show called Alone. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's on. Yeah. And I love like the whole idea of them, you know, just building a house. Like they, if you have food and you have shelter, right? 
you're good. You know, like there's really, and, and just watching like how they go through, like, do they share everything? I don't know. It's just, it's super interesting. And it makes, it makes me think like we've really overcomplicated things quite a bit, I think. And anyway, so we'll see where we go from there, but yeah. I noticed that, that that show alone, and I really love those kind of shows because it really shows how people can test themselves, right? In right. different environments. And I, what I noticed is that the biggest struggle for them always was that that they need something to share with others. You know, 100%. they they like oh they miss their wife or husband or right or kids. You know, and that was as well one of the main reason they tapped out, right? So from right. Because not only health or other issues, but many, it was like just willing to share because that's really, really big theme for us humans, really right. to be able to share everything we create, right? And and I think it's just, that's the one of the main reasons when we share, we exchange with the energies. So it's amazing. Again, whatever you do, Whatever do you do, you know, you can cook right. delicious dinner, but if you cook only for yourself, you just judge it, as you said, you know, like you cook, 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 cook till you perfection, then when you judge yourself, judge yourself, and then you're like, it's finally taste as I wanted, right. or you cook dinner for your family, right? and, and that sharing happens, and right. the joy arise from those things you know right. sharing like or you play basketball you you can do those drills and 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 be alone and spend hours in the gym and to, to make perfection of your skills right but then if you cannot play and share it with others involved people or maybe even for spectators or whoever is like there's there's no point of doing that right, right. we are doing this we do everything to share right at least I think I agree a hundred percent. I saw an interview with Oprah one time. She was saying how she grew up really poor. And she said that it was very uncommon for, for her to be able to have a candy bar. Like they just weren't available. Right. And she's like, but if you ever did get a candy bar, um, you always wanted to share it with somebody else because it always tasted better when you could share it with somebody else. And that just like sent shivers up and down my spine because I know that feeling. I know that feeling of like, you know, when you can cook for somebody else versus just cooking for yourself. It just tastes better when you can sit across from someone and say, like, what do you think? Like, how does it taste? And like, oh, it's great. Okay, now you can enjoy it on a different level because you just provided something for somebody. That's spirituality, right? Like that. So we were talking about earlier is like everything for me coming full circle it's like, you know, we dove so deep into this whole idea of like, how spiritual can we get to become more spiritual, right? To live a life, a spiritual life, you know, to be spiritual leaders, you know, and and how easily you could get confused by all that. But when you throw all that shit out and you really just simplify life and you dive into the things that you're passionate about, spend your time with the people that you care about, you end up practicing spirituality by default like it's without even trying to you just are so yeah i agree i think it is all about sharing and and being there we learned that too even in the group that we were in because it was like a group of i didn't, can't even remember how many people were in that group but just like 
that was the, the most fun part. I think we both agreed with that. It really wasn't what we were learning. It was watching other people like share what was going on in their life, like how they were implementing, you know, things that they were learning, like being able to contribute what we knew that might be able to help them. Like that was the only thing that had us coming back week after week. Yeah. The feeling of community and sharing, right? And yeah. and probably that's why we are sharing our, our conversations too. It's exactly. the main reason, you know, just like, okay, let's just, we, yeah, we, we, we can talk for hours right. when we get uh, together, right? And we can talk, but, but then let's just share it. You know? If somebody else wants to listen and press like and subscribe, you know, it's, it's right. great, you know, and there is nothing bad thinking, oh, no, like, oh, I don't need subscribers. I don't need, need likes or something. No, right. we, we, we all need, right. we all need to some sort of recognition or or feedback or whatever we can call it you know because that's that's how energy works you know it's energy needs another energy or whatever like just to interact and just keep creating something mm -hmm. and and i think it just people sometimes think that oh i will do everything alone i don't need anyone else but it's that i would encourage really just to admit everyone to admit to themselves that the sharing is a beautiful thing right yeah and i love that point that you brought up about the part in alone because i've said like kate and i were watching it and it's like as soon as the contestant whoever it is says i just really miss my wife or my kids or my mom or whatever we're like oh that's it they're going home <laughs> it doesn't matter like how skilled they are, what their talents are. Like some of those people are like insanely skilled. Like their their life skills are just absolutely like, I'm just, could you imagine being trained by the Canadian military for Arctic warfare or whatever, however he said it? I mean, these people are incredibly, they know things that we spent years studying. We probably would just be in like kindergarten compared to where they are. But you're right. As soon as they get to a point where, they're missing somebody that's important to them. It's like all that other stuff, it doesn't hold a candle. So what does that teach us about being human? You know, what does that teach us about like who we really are and like how that's the most powerful thing in the universe is like, it's like amazing. This guy goes out there and he's sitting in, you know, like I think he was more in like a TP type of a situation. I don't remember him building a house, but but like watching him have these conversations while he was sitting alone and how he realized like his regrets and how he realized like how certain relationships went to the waste. And it was like, he went into it wanting to win $500,000, right? But at some point, something inside of him said, you'll, you'll be a winner if you get out of here and connect with all those people you lost touch with. You'll be a winner, not with $500,000, but if you cultivate a relationship with your mom like you've never had before you know like so you're talking before about like going on a silent retreat for eight days you know what did you learn as you sat in silence you know like what did what did your soul say to you while you were there it's very interesting uh recently i was learning a technique you know i do channeling and meditation and stuff like that and i was learning this like how to do it with my eyes open and things and and one of the things that i was taught was that you everybody has a tone right so you have a tone i have a, like our own frequency right we have our own sound we don't hear it 
unless we stop everything and just focus on it. And then after a while, you're like, oh, wow, I have a tone. I can hear it. And that's pretty cool because it sounds very familiar once you tune into it. But to take it a step further, it's like, oh, by the way, that's also an intelligence too. And it's also packed with information. And you can communicate with that tone and you can ask questions that tone and it will give you feedback like immediately or in the future. And I was like, wow, 10 minutes, literally just sitting in a, you know, a quiet room, standing up, not even sitting, standing up, eyes wide open and just paying attention to your tone and being able to communicate. And I realized, wow, like I spend so much time researching stuff, getting on, you know, getting online, using AI, typing stuff up, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you could just literally stand in a room for 10 minutes with your eyes open, connecting to that tone and getting way more information because it pertains to you and your abilities and your skills and what is lacking. And 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 it's just pretty remarkable. Yeah, you, you can just incredibly how much you can uncode from yourself right. because right. it's literally uncoding from yourself. Right. We, we have coded everything within. Right. So it's just... For me, you know, if we really go deep into how everything is built, at least for me, what I am coding for myself mm -hmm. is that it is that everything is just reflection from yourself. Like mm -hmm. even how crazy it sounds, you know, like that's just reflection. Everything right. is created, you know, from right. coding, 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 that being who we are. With all the beliefs, everything you believe, because right. it's literally what it is, you know, like when you come to this world, you don't see nothing, right? Right. As a kid, that you already have the encoded things for generations. Right. Within. And 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 if people says that's a tree, that's a turtle, that's a sea, or whatever, this is what you see. That's what you believe. That's what being coded within the program right. within us, human right. beings, right? So that's how we perceive this 3D world because that's been for generation. And if there comes new science or something telling, okay, the molecule actually is this, it goes deeper, whatever, you know, once it kind of proves, everyone believes mm -hmm. and everyone's like, okay, now it's this. Just what I want to say is the limits is set by ourselves right? and how we perceive the world. Right. Right. And, and, uh, it's, it, and also all the truth, wisdom, everything is encoded within. And that's why I don't, I think like, let's be honest, you know, like when you connect, we call it channeling, mm -hmm. when you connect to the both worlds, Say physical and and ethereal, ethereal, how you ethereal, yeah. ethereal, right? You you can just get all the information you want. Mm -hmm. And I think coming back to cooking, I think this is where you you exactly as well connecting both world worlds for you right. and start creating, knowing the ingredients because right. you knew always those ingredients. But yeah, you just and I realize that there's like it. And there's probably other things that are like this too, but but having thought a lot about it recently, I realized that it's like we have like short-term needs, you know, like in the moment, right? Like we're wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain, right? 
So we have like what's right in front of us. This is this whatever's in front of us is going to make us feel good or not feel good, right? And then, um, but then we have long term needs too, right? So like feeling like good about ourselves, like feeling like we're leaving a legacy, that we're contributing to society, that we're building a community, that we're helping other people. Like those are all things that you have to do that take a while, right? Like that doesn't just happen overnight. And sometimes if you just focused on your hedonistic needs, you know, like, oh, I just want to, you know, eat like a steak and like good glass of wine, like I'm always focused on just having the best, most delicious, like fattening meal there is because it's going to make me feel good. Eventually, I'm going to get to a point where, and I've heard the expression, you eat enough lobster, eventually it tastes like soap. Eventually, you're going to get to a point where something is going to be missing. Something is going to feel like it's missing. And that to me is like that long-term bigger picture stuff, you know, like, who am I? Like, how am I contributing to the world? Like, how am I showing up in the world? And, and if I'm connected to all these other people, am I uplifting those people, you know, and what you were saying before about connecting and sharing with other people, it's not about me just eating a really delicious meal. It's about me, you know, cooking it for other people, you know, and then all of a sudden, eventually it could be, teaching other people how to cook those meals so that they can go home and share that with their families. And I realized, oh, that's why I'm personally really drawn to cooking because it's it meets my short-term needs. Like I know if I get in my car right now, go to the store, get a, go to Whole Foods, get a bunch of ingredients, come back, in a couple of hours, we're going to be having a really good meal. But also, remember I was saying before, it takes you a while to it took me a while to get rigatoni alla vodka to taste really, really good. It didn't happen overnight. It's a, but after a while, you like cultivated a skill there, right? Like, cause you have to understand. Like, I remember, you know, oh, it has onions in it. Like, I, I'm, I'm an extremist. Like, just put a shit ton of onions in it. But there is such a thing as too much onions, you know? Like, so things like that. So understanding like each ingredient and and working with those over time so and it's the same thing with so i i've learned that there's skills that take a while to get to you know and so it's short term and it's long term is what i'm saying and you can feel good about yourself and you can connect to other people build community and i don't know if you could think of any other anything else that's sort of like that but i think that this is one of those things that it really it's good for short term and long term I think when now we are coming to one hour, right? And uh-huh. we'll stop recording this conversation soon. I think that the conclusion what comes to my mind is that like probably these days we are still too much as 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 a group of humans in general, you know, like I think we are thrown into things. We are many, many people still doing something which they are not passionate about. And uh, I think that's this all COVID everything which came, you know, like happened to 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 this planet Earth mm-hmm. helps people actually to really to come back to their passions. It it just like even though it was exposed as something bad happens to humanity, or right. I think uh, if we look from the higher picture. It helped people to stop and really to start to look like, wait, what is really my passion? Right. Like, like, because wait, I'm I'm not just daily robot who just wake up, eat breakfast, go to work, come back, have dinner, whatever, drink, 
and go sleep and repeat, right? It's just people being thrown out of those routines really to finally to look into, wait, what is my passion? What I actually really want to do? And then there came opportunity with all those virtual like like Zooms and, and virtual rooms where they actually, they don't need to leave their environment to actually start to learn or start to follow their passion, really just to start to implement those passions into their lives, you know? Right. And I think people just have to understand that these days there is like multiple opportunities really to start to follow their passion, even not like cut with the knife, like me and you, we, we like to do that, you know, cut with the knife and start to do something else, but just implement step by step, you know, and, and grow into that passion, you know, and right. follow their passion. And that because that energy, which starts, starts to develop and grow from that, that whatever it is for anyone right? who just take it over and, and start to deliver as well, because there is, will start to be more sharing, more interaction, evolution from whatever it is. And you like, if you have passion for cooking, like you, you, you don't become chef from day one, mm-hmm. but you start to cook from, for your family, friends, community, yeah. and, 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 and from those sharings, get recognition and gain confidence, right? right. In what you are doing. Right. Or, or if you really, so that's, that's what I, at the end, this is what I really want to encourage everyone. Just like, you don't need to just, stop everything whatever you do and just do your passion and and lose whatever and make your life crazy crazy it can become crazy if you just cut it and start do something else it still could work mm-hmm. it just would took so much more stress <laughs> you know towards your passion right I can tell it because i did it you know so i know right. how it works right and and uh, yeah so just to get in that beautiful flow, step by step, enjoying. And this is where spirituality comes in. You know, you, you can just this meditation or breathing something where it comes back. So that when you can feel the flow right. for yourself. And, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe at the end, it sound more like I want to give advice or teaching something, but I just. Well, that's, that's from my experience, you know, it comes from my experience, not like. And I think that's just a natural part of who you are. You know, when you, when you've made self-discoveries, it's, you want to share that with other people, you know, and, and that's helpful. I think that's absolutely helpful. And you're like, this is my experience. This is what I've learned. Maybe you feel like something is missing. Maybe this is something that you'd want to explore. And I think to sum up kind of even what you're saying is just two words that pop into my head or know thyself, you know, like that's what last year was about for both of us was just like you said, diving deep into ourselves and like, like looking under the hood, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, that's how that works. That's why I think this, that's why I react like this. This is why I'm triggered, blah, 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 blah. It was like, we spent a year, probably way more than that, but like hyper-focused on it for a year, trying to understand like all of that stuff. And, uh, and yeah, so, and so, yeah, that's kind of cool, right? Because that's like, now that's where we are. So the question somebody says to you is like, so what are you doing this year? Actually, not, not that much that looks different from last year or the year before, but I'll tell you this, I'm going to do it differently, right? 
because when you understand why you do what you do, like, how, you know, like what's, what's the impetus or what's the catalyst behind all of that, then you might do things a little bit differently. You're going to behave, you're going to react, like thinking about so much, we have to end, I know that. So I'll, I'll bring this into our next conversation, but, but even like just talking about cooking and, and food. And like, I remember you know, my family was my, my small family, like before I was married, you know, just like my sisters and my parents, like you said, how do you become a good cook before you go to culinary school? You start cooking for your family. Nobody in my family knew how to cook. So the fact that I was passionate about that and dove into it and became really good at it was a huge asset and they loved it. You know, they were all like, everybody was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Then I remember going into Kate's family and they were super appreciative too, but there were some times it was like, I didn't get the same response, you know? And, but now looking back at the big picture, right? Hindsight is twenty twenty. I realized, well, it wasn't like they didn't like something. It wasn't because I didn't cook it well. It was because it didn't trigger their food memories that they were hoping to have from that dish that they liked cooked their way, you know? And it had nothing to do with me. So last year, based upon everything that you said and what I just reiterated was that like understanding our triggers and things that have happened to us in the past and why we react to people the way that we react because of things. I realized like, Oh wait, that was none of that shit was about me. Like I put out a good meal and they were appreciative. It just, I reacted differently because it was like, why aren't you going crazy over this? You know, like, are you not appreciative? Do you, do you not see me as the good cook that I am? But now I realize like, I'm still going to do the same shit, Agris. I'm doing the same shit this year that I did last year and the year before. I'm just going to do it a little bit differently now because I'm not going to be as reactive. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to allow things to just be what they are. I'm going to take take the things that I know and love about myself and life and just enjoy it a little bit more. That's it. Or not. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny you just said this because, and yeah, we can go a little bit over one hour, it doesn't matter, right? The thing is that I spoke yesterday with one of the father from the team, you know, like my son's team about basketball, and, and he shared his experience at his school team, you know, and he said, yeah, we, he said, we have a kind of good team, like we have good players on team, but he said, it doesn't feel like the coach can use those players in the best way you know so that so basically the coach has the system which he wants he's like coach wants that players adjust to his system right. instead of changing system that the players thriving the best right, right? so it, this reminds me also about like what you just said right it's not enough to to know the best recipes and and what goes with what the best, but you have to know also for who you're cooking to. Right, exactly. Right, you have to know like, okay, they came here to, and their tastes are more leaning towards this. So right. I'm actually taking probably the same ingredients, but a little bit adjusting to their taste more. And, and that's like, next step right you're like right. okay you know like it's like it's not like oh i know the best and this is the my system and you yeah. will, you have to enjoy this because this is the best yeah no. and you should know that like you should know that this was yeah. what was the best. <laughs> yeah. like, you have to get up to speed with that no exactly like... you know you can see this in many kitchens right like where, yeah. where you go to restaurants and you're like 
how come this is this is the best meal and it's like mm-hmm. no but that's not my taste no right. how come you don't understand anything from food you know like right. you, you better don't <laughs> exactly. come here anymore right, right. so you well, don't I come here say i got an early dose of that because my mom was a really simple irish potatoes across the board salt and pepper butter that's it and you know i was cooking with garlic and all these fresh herbs and she was like get that shit out of here i hate the smell of garlic like all this stuff and i was just like and i you know you would think that she would have tried it and like evolved her palate or no none of that it was like i know what i like this is the way that i want it and and if you do it like that then i'll be happy like that's it but you know if it's eventually that's what you end up doing and actually used to accommodate her by like killing her hamburger or, you know, or cooking her turnips like for Thanksgiving with nothing in it except for like a little butter on top, you know. So, yeah, you start to accommodate. It doesn't matter that I went to French Culinary Institute and graduated at, like as a professional chef and I had all these people that were hiring. Me. It didn't matter at home. It was like, nope, this is the way that I want it. I want the overcooked beef. And the potatoes with just butter and a little bit of salt and pepper. And not even fresh pepper. Like in culinary school, it's all about the fresh cracked pepper. My mom was like, no, the longer it sits in a can, the better it is. Like, which we call dead pepper in culinary school. And she would just flake on the dead pepper and that was it. And if I ever put like fresh pepper on, she was like, oh, this is terrible. You killed, you ruined it. It's too spicy. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Yeah, so again, you know, it's just, and at the end, it comes to the sharing, right? It's right. just, and right. and like either, I think that the biggest essence is really just to, to have fun. Yeah. You know, instead of just trying to prove something. Right. And, and yeah, this, this I, I think like every time I see those sort of coaches who can build the best possible team from the ingredients, I call it players. Yeah, yeah. And make the best possible recipe right. for them to go together yeah. as a as a perfect dish. Yeah. And to deliver result. That's yeah. is like highest what I can see, you know, because I, right. I, I've seen so like, you know, there's like some coaches who became top top coaches and they right. and you recognize if they getting average team they actually cannot deliver because they they just want they putting the same system for average players who actually don't have that skill level right to, to perform what he wants they fail you know i think that's that's how it works in life right you sometimes sometimes you just choose the best potato best whatever meat and and the best butter and mm. do the best possible cook right like heating everything the best temperatures and you give the same dish probably i would prepare completely different mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like oh it's just potatoes and meat you know and it's like right. no you can still make it perfect from the simplest things right you know? so anyways man it, it was really a pleasure to yeah was... this this year with uh, this first this year podcast episode and yeah it was it was a good uh first conversation of the year no bullshit <laughs> oh no no i think it's it's enough you know like we enough of theory you know i think we yeah. just let's just have fun and we have passion you know for for real conversations so we can implement with 
or experiences or whatever we understand mm-hmm. about what we got from our experience in our life. So just, and thank you for listening to all listeners and how how to say it? subscribe, like, yeah. and, and whatever, uh-huh. share, share, comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you so much. Mark. All right. Have a good one. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into This Is Source. We hope that this conversation has sparked something within you and that you feel inspired to continue exploring your own journey of self-discovery. Remember, you are the source of your own transformation and the possibilities for growth and expansion are infinite. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, keep shining your light and living your truth.